inspiration and insights from leaders in the accounting, finance, and business worlds. This is the TSCPA Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Booth. We are talking today with Karen Burton, the chair of TSCPA's Young CPA Workgroup and a tax manager at CBiz MHM in Memphis. So welcome, Karen. How are you? Thanks, Jared. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well today. Um, So let's just start this off. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and what you like to do as a kid. So I grew up in the Caribbean between the two Caribbean countries, St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, which most people are familiar with, and then Dominica, which is um, located further down the archipelago of islands between Martinique and Guadeloupe. as a kid, being in the Caribbean, you're going to be outdoors. Lots of great beaches. There were a lot of good hiking. So I did a lot of outdoors activity. Um, and that's pretty much what I did. That sounds really fun. I bet um, all of our listeners are pretty envious of you right now. I, yeah, I live next to the beach. I woke up seeing the ocean every morning. I think that's the biggest thing I miss. But, you know, I get my fix every now and again. Yeah, that's true. So so what brought you to the States? Uh, how old were you when you came to America? So I came to America when I was 19 to go to um, university. I went to Harding University in Searcy, Arkansas um, to study accounting. Wow. So what? how was that connection? Uh, how did you hear about that from down in the islands? Through uh, my church affiliation, Harding University is related to the Church of Christ, which um, my family has been a member of for a long time. And so recruiters from Harding came down to the islands one summer and they were talking about Harding and how great it is. So I decided, well, guess I'm going to give it a shot, see how it goes. That's great. That sounds like a, a major event for sure. So when did you know you wanted to be a CPA? You know, what, what initially drew you down that path? So my first encounter with accounting was in high school. Um, and we, our system was a little British influenced um, down there. So I got to have a very in-depth look at accounting, even in high school, looking at partnerships, creating um, financial statements. We even had projects where we'd run a mock business keep the books, and present the financials. And that got me interested. Something about it was just natural. It made sense. It spoke to to me about how the world operated. And so I just wanted to learn more and do more in that field. That sounds like a really cool program. Uh, we could use more of that uh, here in the States. That's really awesome. Yeah, it, it was very in-depth. So right now you're chair of our Young CPA work group. And before we get into some of the projects that the group is tackling, what are some of the things in a broader sense that you hear from your fellow younger CPAs? What kind of struggles are they dealing with? Are there things like work-life balance that that people are trying to figure out the best way to handle? Yeah, so work-life balance is a big thing for uh, our younger CPAs. They, They want to have a career that's meaningful, but they also don't want that to detract from who they are, their family life, from building that. And so it's a tough balance to find um, to find just the right amount of each other of each of the of the different activities, just to um, to to do what they want to do to to be successful in their eyes. And I think 
Work-life balance is, is not necessarily a correct term. I like to say work-life success because at times work is going to drive more of your life and at times your home life is going to require more attention. So it, it's finding that right mix um, to where you consider your life to be successful or being going in the direction that you want it to. I really like that term. That's really smart because there are different kinds of successes in life. You know, it, it is about making it work together, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think people, I think people should kind of try to look at it from that aspect. And I think it's all about what, what's important to you personally. So, so if family is important to you personally, you want to find a career that supports that for you. And if making a difference in the workplace is what you want to do, you want to find a career that supports that initiative, that goal. So putting the two things together for young people, there are different mixes of priorities and, and career. They, they're looking for careers that support that. For you personally, you know, what, what are the kinds of decisions that you make based around that, that overall, you know, idea? What, which side do you find yourself on or does it change based on the time of year and whatever your priorities are in that moment? For me, it changes uh, in the um, based on the time of year. As any accountant, you're going to have those peak compressed cycles. And, you know, it, it can be hard. It can be frustrating. But for me, I find that having a good support system always helps because in as much as you want a career that supports you, you're also going to need to support your employer. So for me, I find... At times, having to give more of my myself to my career is okay because my my employer recognizes that I have other um, obligations outside of the office, and they allow me to focus my attention, you know, to my family when I need to. And so, having having an employer that supports that is one of the best things that that I find in this career, where I can where I can grow my technical knowledge, become the best accountant that I can be, but also support my family, support my, my son. I can go to, to soccer games, and that's very important to me. Right. And I think um, I think that's really how a lot of people are feeling, and it's, it's good because I think a lot of companies are starting to understand that and really kind of nurturing their young talent. I think that's, that's becoming a, kind of a consensus move that, you got to do right by your employees if you want them to do right by you. Well, yeah, I think they're recognizing though too that young people, young while while we're loyal, while we're loyal, we're also we also want to make a difference, and so we will work hard, but you also have to recognize what our priorities are, and. We love, we grew up in the technology era, so we don't see having to be chained to a desk 24-7 as being efficient. We want to be able to work when, um, we want to be able to work and, and complete our tasks, but we also want to not be, not have to be stuck behind the desk if that's not necessary. If I can work from home today and I have the cable guy coming in and I can sit at home for two hours and get some work done while I'm waiting for the cable guy, the employer that recognizes that that's okay is more likely to win over the young person who, who's looking for that flexibility to work and to grow. Yeah, definitely. So getting back to the, the young CPA work group, so what are, the, what are some of the projects you guys are working on right now? And uh, what, do you, what do you hope to achieve as chair? What are some of your goals with the group? 
Where we want to go is to um, change the perception of the TSCPA among its younger members as just a CPE-providing CPE entity, right? Because I know that I thought before getting involved with this group that it was all about, you know, come and go in to get some CPE. That's all the TSCPA did. But we want to change that perspective. And what we, how we want to do that is by involving young people in things that matter to them, in, in service, in showing them how the TSCPA is an advocate for their profession, um, but not just for their profession, but their overall development as leaders in the, in the accounting industry. Um, and so some of the projects we're working on to, um, to promote that is we want to, we're looking forward, and I don't know if it's gonna happen this year, but we wanna plan a huge statewide day of service where we're promoting accounting awareness, but also giving young people that chance to get involved in something that's bigger than us, that brings awareness to the importance of, of the TSCPA and the accounting profession. Um, we also want to find ways to um, involve the chapters, the local, the local young CPA chapters. Um, so we're trying to liaison with them to figure out what they're doing and, and try to provide, try to come up with more meaningful programs that are more than just socials. Because I think socials are great, but you know, you drink a beer and then you go home and 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 that we don't want the TSCPA to just be known as that entity, we want it to mean something more. That sounds really cool. Um, you know, everybody is used to the the standard kind of networking event or social or thing at a bar. You know, it's it's great for, for those purposes, but like you said, it's kind of been done. Um, yes. And it doesn't feel quite as meaningful as maybe, like you said, you know, the idea of a day of service that can really be more inspiring than that. I think that's an awesome direction yes. uh, for the group to go in. That's so cool. Yeah, that's where we want to go. And I also hope that we can also get more involved in in promoting accounting awareness at the high school and college levels. So I'm hoping that we can get more involved at that level to just talk about our careers, just talk about what we do, what the possibilities are. Because I don't think that um, in high school, the kids are, they understand the possibilities of accounting. And I don't think that people start understanding how the TSCPA supports all of that and advocates for all of that until much later in their careers. So we are trying to, you know, bring that awareness around a little earlier so that we can get more meaningful involvement in the TSCPA. Yeah, our Discover and Counting program that goes to college campuses and invites high school students to come in and just kind of get a, a almost just like an overview of, of the possibilities that exist with the CPA. That's a really cool program. And I feel like it goes hand in hand with the young CPAs. It can be really mutually beneficial. Absolutely. And I've, I've participated in that Discover Accounting um, program for two years now, and it's it's just great. I mean, it's really awesome just being able to talk to the kids about what the possibilities are because it, it's, it's just mind-blowing how much they don't know, how much they think it's just sitting behind a desk and crunching numbers and you're not talking to anybody. 
so much more than that. It's it's the language of businesses and then how the TSCPA supports us and, and what we want to do and protects us as CPAs. It's so important. Absolutely. Yeah, we've had some record numbers this year. That program's been really great. Yes. Um, so in addition, I know you're also a certified DISC instructor, um, which is pretty fascinating stuff to me, and I'm, I'm really interested in it. So tell us a little bit about what that is and you know what, how you got interested in it and, and what you use it for. Yes. So uh, DISC is, is very cool. And um, I got involved in it through uh, our national level training program here at CVIS. At CVIS, they, they put a, an emphasis on technical, but also professional training. And that's one of the things that is emphasized at CVIS is this DISC program. And so they gave me the opportunity to become a, a national level DISC instructor for the company. What DISC does is it uses observable behaviors to help you understand how best to communicate with people. Um, so from a young person's perspective, you come in and you have bosses who are demanding a lot of you, who are probably short, they use you know one-line sentences to communicate with you, and you're wanting more, and sometimes you take it personally. What DISC helps you do is to step back and understand that person's roles, that person's responsibilities, where they are, what they're doing, and why that communication is not personal, why it, it why they're communicating that way, what their goals are. When you start understanding what people's goals are in communication, you can better understand how to reach them where they are. You can you can better understand how to flex and stretch to adapt to that person's style of communication. So DISC, um, the D stands for um, D stands for dominant, and those are people who are driven by results, efficiency. They they're typically your bosses. Some bosses are different, but they're typically your bosses who send you those one line emails, or those bosses who, you know, you walk into their office and they're so busy because they're concentrating on the bottom line, and unless you really say something to get their attention, they might not look up at you. And that's not personal. Their their goal is just on the task, making sure that they that they get to the task, but make sure that making sure that they make that decision quickly. And so, for people who are long winded, and for people who um, who tend to want to do a lot of detailed um, talking about themselves or talking about. Uh, each other, that deep person, that person who's a dominant person is focused on the task and that comes off to them as not caring about the job. Does that mean you don't care about the job? No, but it, it just uh, it's what drives your energy. And so if you understand that your boss is very focused on the task, very, he probably has a big deadline and they're trying to get there, you understand that when you're talking to them, you get down to the heart of the matter and what what are you trying to accomplish? So you don't come in and start talking to your boss about the weekend. You don't start talking about your cat. You start talking about the project. And you, and you start being more direct. So you don't put a lot of fluff in it. You just say, these are the numbers for the last three quarters. Um, do you need anything else? Or your, your D boss is going to send you an email. Your D boss is looking for a quick response. If you take two days, that doesn't really work with them. 
It's not that they're wanting, it's not that they don't understand that you don't have other things, but just the acknowledgement goes a long way. So when we, what we teach our young folks is to understand where people are in their roles, because as your role changes, the way you communicate with people changes. Um, understand the things that drive that person's communication and try to work with that. And even for the people in positions of power, they need to understand where the young people is coming from where the young people are coming from so that they can communicate better with them and understand, hey, I know you're focusing on the numbers, but this young person is looking for this type of social interaction. So maybe, maybe I know you're working on this project, but maybe you just say, hey, how was your weekend? Give them five or 10 minutes to talk about that and then jump into the task at hand that kind of meets that young person where they are. Right, and I think it's not, sometimes people kind of label it a little too clearly with black and white in terms of age and think that an older generation is always going to be that short, uh, no. you know, concise thing and the younger people are going to want to talk more. And that, in my experience, just hasn't really been true. I feel like it's the personality types, you know, like you're saying, they go across all age groups and just that understanding of where other people are come from, right. coming from is such a good skill to have just as an interpersonal skill and be able to really communicate well with those around you is to know, well, how are they going to take this? You know, right. how are they going to react if I do this versus this? What's the best way to have the best working relationship? Correct. And, and understand that everybody has a little bit. So I talked about the DV dominant, the I is the influencer, the person who's driven by social interactions. The S is the more systematic person, the person who is very methodical, who plans everything. You know, okay, we have to do step one, then step two, then step three. And then C is your conscientious person who's driven by details. So they want, to, they want a lot of details. They want to an analyze a lot of things. But note that everybody has a little bit of D, I, S, and C in them. We just have it at varying, varying levels. Some things, we're driven more to some things than others. So, so the person who's a D, does, it's not only a D, right? They might be an I. And if, you're, if you are the normal I, socially, social interacting person, the person that likes to interact with people and get their energy off of that, you may be under a deadline, under the pre under pressure, and you start communicating like a D. Your your D rises in that in that situation. So, roles, responsibilities, and and who you're relating to changes how you communicate. And so, just understanding how all these things interplay, understanding who you are first of all, but understanding how these things interplay with each other helps us to better communicate with each other. That's such a cool thing to be involved in. That's that's really great that you've been able to do that. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit. So, you know, you work with, with younger CPAs, some, and let's go even a little younger and say someone's maybe a sophomore or a junior in college and they're, you know, in an accounting major. As someone who's gone through that process and that age, um, what, what, would, what would be your advice to that person of like, maybe some priorities to keep or, you know, just some advice that maybe you wish you'd had at that age that might have been helpful? Yes. So number one, have a goal, right? You know, you don't want to worry about the future because you don't, you don't exactly know what it holds, but you also want to set some goals for yourself. I always say being indecisive is the same thing as not having a goal. So 
shoot towards something. You, you'll find out you like it or you may not like it, but shoot towards something. Um, as a sophomore in college, I wish they, they told me how important it was to, um, to yeah, you want to, ma you want to make friends, but also you want to find that balance between making sure you're doing your best academically, making sure that you're, you're developing your critical thinking skills because the, those things translate more on the job than um, than just than just you know showing up to class and getting an A and making friends. Yeah, you want to make friends. You want to develop those relationships. You want to have those interpersonal skills. But you also want to always try to challenge yourself to to be the best you can be. And I know college is fun and. I had my fun in college too. I mean, you would, you're not doing, you're probably not doing everything you should do if you're not having some fun in college. You should. But always challenge yourself for more. Always get involved and volunteer. Like, get involved in different um, societies so that you can meet people, so that you can develop relationships with people outside because accounting and a lot of businesses around are relationship built uh, businesses. It's all about, who, um, how you create relationships with the people you work on and creating relationships with your clients. It's all about relationships. So challenge yourself to be around people who are not, who are different from you. To challenge you to kind of push your social skills to work with those people and challenge yourself to always think critically. Um, so go the extra mile, do those things, have fun at the same time. That's what I would tell anybody in that position. That's some great advice. I heard one word a lot of times in that answer, which was challenge. And I think that's a really important one. It doesn't have to be overwhelming or feel like it's going to be too hard, but challenge is just a good thing for the brain. Yes, I agree. You always want to, because when you, you, when you walk into the workplace, every day is going to be a challenge. You're working, you're walking in brand new and you don't, I mean, you don't, you don't know a whole lot. You know what you've learned in college, which is a good um, foundation. But there's so much more to learn, and every day is a challenge. And the people who are successful in the workplace are people who always seek out the next challenge, who put themselves out there, who volunteer. Those people always make it far. The people who are complacent with where they are, you, you get rewarded with what you're looking for. And so if, if your goal is success and being the best version of yourself, you always have to challenge yourself to go to the next, to seek the next thing out. Absolutely. I think that's some great advice. And I think that's a good place to end it. I had such a good time talking with you, Karen. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Jared. This has been the TSCPA Talks podcast. On behalf of the entire TSCPA team, thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you again soon. 